0: This is Beer Here, a weekly podcast on wfmu.org and blog at BeerHere.blogspot.com Who's this week's guest, B.R.?
1: Brian from Stillwater Brewing. Brian came up with Mickel from McKellar to the Gutter event. They have brewed together a collaboration, two gypsy brewers, and we get his insights on his style of brewing. We're here at the Gutter, and we've talked to Mikkel from McKellar Brewery, and we have another so-called gypsy brewer who's here, Brian from Stillwater Artisanal Ales, based in Baltimore hello hello (laughs) how long have you been brewing beer it's probably been a little over a year and a half we were speaking with mickle earlier and you don't have an actual brewery that you brew at where do you brew your beers the majority of my beers
0: i brew at a brewery called dog brewing company in um, westminster maryland it's about 45 minutes from where i live in baltimore the other 20% 20% is scattered between Belgium, Denmark, upcoming projects in like Germany and Sweden. It's an open-ended situation.
1: Uh, are there any particular styles that you like to brew or do you just brew whatever fits your fancy?
0: I'm not really a stylistic brewer, so it's like most of the beers are composed in an artistic way. From like the graphics on the the label to the beer inside, it, it's usually Encapsulating some kind of um, emotion or something—it might even sound hokey—but it's just like I'm more of a beer, beer, beer creation for me. It's more of like an artistic outlet, so it's like it's more of a designing and sometimes hard to hard to explain what it is to me.
1: And you have some very, very interesting labels. Do you have the same graphic designer who does all your labels? The same artist doing the labels, or do you switch it up?
0: Good friend Lee Verzoza. Uh, we've been friends since high school, so. And that's actually part of the the art project of all this. We come up with a conceptualization of an idea, and I create the beer. And then I tell him the story behind why we're doing what we're doing, and and he comes up with the visual aspect. We have a good synergistic relationship like that.
1: You've also done some collaborations. How do you decide who you want to collaborate with? Do you approach them, or do they approach you for your collaborations?
0: It's always different. In the collaboration aspects are always different. It's like what what each other lends to the to the project. It's not always the same. For instance, if I collaborate with Mikkel, and both of us are more similar, like we're both beer designers in a way, and it's different than if I collaborate with really technical brewer. It's like we're gonna do different kind of things. Like Mikkel and I are gonna bounce off one another and kind of be a little more it's more abstract or freeform to the project that we're getting into then when i'm working with someone that's just that spends most of their time just working in production brewery that finely detailed to all the um intricacies of beer production we're gonna we're gonna come up with different kind of collaborations there of course
1: now you started out as a home brewer didn't you
0: yeah making beer in the backyard
1: and then what made you decide that you wanted to i mean i think it's every home brewer's dream to go pro but what made you actually take that leap to go pro I don't do hobbies.
0: Homebrewing was never a hobby to me. I made one batch of beer. And I followed a recipe, and and it turned out well. I understood the concept of making beer, and I just wanted. I said that's it. I just wanted to make my own recipes from that that day on. I didn't feel the need to waste my, not waste time, but it's like I just don't spend my time trying to recreate things that have already exist. I just wanted. I wanted to make something different, and. And new, and so from the get go, I wanted to produce beer. I wanted that to be my, my next endeavor in life. Finding the money to open a facility of my own was tough, so that's how this kind of really morphed version of a brewer has erupted. Probably a similar situation with Miko and myself, you know, I, not to speak for anyone
1: else. It seems to make a lot of sense that brewers can use downtime at breweries that aren't at full capacity. But would you ever want to actually own your own brewery? Or are you happy with just going to other people's places and brewing and not having to deal with the whole logistic aspect of owning a brewery? Whether
0: or not I own the brewery it really kind of doesn't make a difference. The only thing that really changes is my income level. I don't make as much if I don't own a brewery, but I also don't risk as much. So there's a give and take. To me, the, the most important thing is I want the beer to be the best it can be. That's what I stand for. It's not about money. It's not about whether or not I am the owner of something. As long as I can continue to make beer of the best quality, I don't care how it's produced.
1: It's great to see someone where it's the passion for the beer and not necessarily the, the commercial end of it all.
0: I'm just happy as long as I can make a living and, and make beer and pe- that people enjoy. It's, I'm totally happy. I'm not trying to take over the world like the Danish, <laughs> like Miko. <laughs> He's giving me the
1: evil eye. <laughs> Thanks so much, Brian, for talking to us.
0: Wow, BR, that's kind of an abrupt ending.
1: Yes, it was, but we had a guest appearance by Jim from Pretty Things who decided to do some freestyle rapping just as we were wrapping up. No pun intended.
0: Much to Jim's chagrin, I'm sure, we posted it as a bonus podcast on this week's podcast. You can find that on the blog. Also, you can find a link on the blog to a tasting that we did of two Stillwater beers.
1: Next week, we'll report to you from Rehoboth Beach, Delaware, where we'll be visiting the Dogfish Head Brew Pub.
0: And maybe another beer bar.
1: Thanks for listening to Beer Here, and be sure to check out the blog at beerhere.blogspot.com.